Welcome to the Unapologetically Educated Podcast, a place for leadership, education, and real talk, where we can discuss the ups and downs, changing trends, and straightforward conversations about education. Now, your host of the Unapologetically Educated Podcast, Principal Hannibal. All right. Thank you for tuning in to another episode, episode 11 of Unapologetically Educated. I am Principal Hannibal, and I am super excited, y'all, for who I have in the show, who I have on the show today. Um, I'm kind of, uh, for the lack of a better word, I tell my some of my colleagues, I educate a crushes. And so these are not people that I like on a personal level like that, but they're like, these are the people in the work that if you have an opportunity to um, pick their brains and be around them, you are so um, much a better leader for So today on the show, we have Principal Cafele on the show. And I wish I had like some bells and whistles and applause because I'm super excited to have him on the show and talk to you today. Um, we're going to tackle how to um, answer this essential question. Is my school better because I lead it? And now with a virtual sense. And so in that, we're going to talk about staffing. We're going to talk about leadership and planning in this moment for this moment and beyond and he's going to share just some tips and tricks of what he's working on right now um, and everything so uh, sit back get your pencil and paper iPads ready whatever you got uh, because this is going to be an amazing show so Principal Cafele how are you doing I'm on fire I'm I'm doing great you know I went through coronavirus but I'm on the other side of it and I'm working hard and uh, just feeling great. I am so glad you're feeling great. When I saw that come across Twitter um, that um, you, you know, had the virus, I, I mean, like stopped and prayed. And I think millions of us, thousands of educators around the world did. But what you did, Appreciate after, it. what you did after what is what has been inspiring. I've been checking um, your social media and not only have we lost thousands of people um, to the coronavirus pandemic, but we've lost many educators as well. And so I see your post where you're shouting out and paying um, respect to those uh, those educators that we've lost um, according you know because of the coronavirus so uh, just we want to share your sentiments on like what you know what led you to kind of doing that on a on a on a weekly or daily basis yeah it's you know I'm, a, I'm an educator that's what that's what's in my DNA and you know we we mourn the loss of all lives but I just was thinking about those those folks who are on those front lines in these schools, in these classrooms, and we're just losing a lot of them. Yes. So I wanted to highlight them because, you know, when, when the celebrities, when they become ill or when they die, you know, it's a big deal. But I wanted, to, I wanted it to be a big deal for teachers, for, for educators and all in, 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 in the various categories, but particularly classroom teachers. I wanted that to be a big deal. Like we lost somebody significant. We lost somebody extremely important, a classroom teacher and educator. That's my motivation for doing that. Right. And, and I must say, um, on a principal standpoint, people and, 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 
and thank you for the, the teacher aspect of it, but people don't realize, and I'm speaking as a school principal now, um, you know, we're handing out devices and handing out take-home packets and delivering food, um, you know, that we are on the front line. And like I saw an right. article of, of a school leader and a teacher um, that had passed from the same school and they were, you know, delivering food and, and, and taking care of parents and families and stuff like that. And so, like, for people to just know that we're almost, in, in some regards, first responders into helping our families in the communities we serve. So, most definitely. Absolutely. And, and see, I've been for the past several weeks, I'm obsessed with the the, a, the uh, asymptomatic individuals. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the majority of the people who are out here. So, you know, all these all these folks who are sick getting tested, though, they're important. But it's these healthy people who at least, at least on the surface are healthy that nobody's testing. And and those are the ones who are also contagious. They're around people. We think they're fine. We think they're healthy and they're making people sick. And, and we need to figure out a way to ensure that those folks are tested and quarantined as well. Most definitely. So like to, to everyone out there that's listening, um, just stay healthy, um, take care of yourself. What are some things, and we're going to get off of this, but I know you work out every day. I don't know if you get a two-mile walk, a five-mile walk. Um, I Between, know, but anywhere from two to four. Two to four miles a day. I know also people yeah. t- stay hydrated in this time. You think you're sitting at home and you realize you haven't drank any water all day. Make sure that right. you're drinking close to a gallon, if not a gallon, every day. Um, but we need everybody to survive. So just stay healthy. Um, and so Absolutely. as we dive into today's topic, so we are now, our current reality, this situation is we're closing out this year and planning next year virtually. And your book, and it's, everybody has a, probably a favorite Principal Cafele book. Everybody does. Um, <laughs> but my book, my favorite one is, um, my, Is My School Better Because I Lead It? And it's just a wake-up call, like I think that every school principal needs. Um, and so we're going to use that book to kind of have some conversations about, um, like, in this moment, as a school leader, what should we should what should we be thinking and doing to close out this year, and then start planning for next year? So, um, Principal Cafele, what are some of the thoughts? I know that you have a lot going on. Before we dive into it, talk to us about what you're doing. I know right now for assistant principals that will transition and really transcend how we think about the assistant principal role and how we grow them. Yeah, you know, some somewhere, I don't know, I guess maybe over the past two, three years, I've become fixated on the, the role, the position of the assistant principal. Um, I, I had an interest in it even as a practitioner, but somewhere along the way, I, I, I really just narrowed my view of this role. And I said, man, as I traveled the country, I said, there's there's so much variation between the way that they're being utilized and in but but at the core of the utilization of so many assistant principals is um discipline so whether it's full-time disciplinarians uh full-time cafeteria duty and, and for a larger school where there's there's several lunch periods uh, no, not a, not a super large school, but a school of say a thousand or less, where there may be only one assistant principal, um, two max, and then here's here's this person or person spending two, three, four lunch periods. 
supervising young people in the, in the cafeteria. So on the surface, it may not be a bad thing because now you've got that supervision. But, but as you start peeling back the layers and ask the question, does this person uh, supervise teachers in particular? And if this person supervises teachers, then at what point does the supervision of teachers occur, and particularly on the instructional side? So if, if we're talking about true instructional leadership, what they learned when they were in grad school, but they never get to practice nor implement it when they're in the school because they're spending so much time as these full-time disciplinarians, these over, overpaid counselors, and, and, and not being in a position to move the academic needle. Like, like as, as you know, as a practitioner, just knowing the landscape, not saying this is happening in your school, but there's a lot of assistant principals that just preach sermons all day. You're just, they're just preaching the kids to behave better. And therefore, they're not in position to be in that classroom to see what, what's triggering these behaviors in the first place from an instructional lens as instructional leader. So therefore, to answer the question, I decided twofold. Number one, I said, I'm going to write a book to address the role of the, the assistant principal called the assistant principal 50 critical questions for meaningful um, leadership and, and professional development. And what, what it is is just a self-reflective look of who one is as an assistant principal. The thing about it is it's not just written for the assistant principal, however, because a lot of what I'm saying in the book, an assistant principal can't even transition into if, if, if that person doesn't have the authority coming from the principal. So it's written for the principal, it's written for the assistant superintendent, it's written for the superintendent, and it's written for the aspiring assistant principal. But then in, in the wake of, um, of COVID-19, I said, man, I'm, I, I'm spending a lot of time in this house, and particularly where I'm sitting right now at this kitchen table. I said, why don't I utilize this as a, as a worldwide platform to address assistant principals all over the world. So I put out this 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 um, post the other day, which was carefully written, to say to them, I'm doing an 18-week course um, every Saturday, 30 minutes, and most people that know me mean, know that 30 minutes means 60. But um, 30 <laughs> minutes, <laughs> you know, so 30 minutes every Saturday from May to June, I mean, sorry, May to August, end of August, 18 weeks, where I'm just going to, I'm going to cut out the fluff that I do with my regular Sunday talks where I do a lot of shout outs and laughing and carry on. And I'm just going to keep it serious. And we're going to talk about the role of the assistant principal. So we, we got thousands of people that said they're ready. So we'll see, you know, what that translates into. But that is my personal mission, my one man crusade to transform the role of the assistant principal that this person is also an instructional leader in the school. One may say, but what about the discipline? Who's going to handle that? Well, you may not have the discipline problems that you think you have. You may have some bigger macro problems, which we call climate and culture. It may need attention. And we see that we see the discipline as a manifestation of a climate and culture that need maximum attention. So, <laughs> Number one, yes. Um, I, as you were talking, I was going back in my head to when I was an assistant principal. And um, literally, one school year, I did cafeteria duty by myself for the entire school year, me and the custodian. 
And so, um, and I will say it ran pretty well because you take out all that fluff, ain't nobody never been here. But think about the level of instructional effectiveness I lost that year by just doing cafeteria duty for really at that time I was elementary, kindergarten through fifth grade. Mm. <laughs> and lunch yeah. started at 10 o'clock and then end until one. See, that's, that's the whole day. That's the whole day. And so mm-hmm. um, most definitely, even in my school now, um, my APs do um, some resemblance of lunch duty. And they are tasked with, number one, the supervision of it. So you don't have to do it. But you better find some people that can do it and can manage that for you so you can be. So they're given the yeah. task of making sure it runs well. And so they don't have to be in there all the time because we do have days. And and, and, and that's a whole nother show of how you structure and maximize your administrative team so that everybody's yeah. productive instructionally. Um, but right. I, I totally agree. And I, I know that you, number one, thousands of not even just APs need to tune into this 18 week um, course. But I think, like you said, people who have forgotten what it means to be on a campus in that position um, definitely need to, to listen, chime in and kind of get reconnected to what happens on the school um, side, because we make a lot of policies and procedures on a district level, a state level. Um, and we're not even a region service center lover that we don't even think about. or We've forgotten about what it looks like at that school level. Think about when people are making um what are those things called? The, uh, you know, the district makes, and I can't even think about it right now. It's, it's missing me. Um, the code of conduct. So, oh, yeah. yeah, we making the code of conduct, but we ain't talk to the APs. <laughs> right. Yeah. How about that? So, yeah. Uh, most definitely. I look forward to that and I will definitely keep promoting it on my end. Um, you're going to have too many people. That's what I feel like. I don't know how you're going to get this going, but it's going to be a lot yeah. of people. So I hope, I hope so. I hope so. We'll so, dive right in. <laughs> <laughs> so as we uh, move on to leading our schools in this moment, staffing. So last week's episode had uh, Principal Sean Joseph on it, and he spoke about when he's looking for teachers in his building, he asked them to teach them something, teach him something that they love. It does not have to be a lesson. Teach them something that that they love. And if they can't teach him um, something that they love, then how are you going to teach algebra one? And so he right. and I was like, oh, my God, why didn't somebody ever tell me this question? So what are some of the things that you remember and some of the things you even say, hey, these are essential questions that you should ask in your interview as you're looking to staff your building? Yeah, you know, that um teach what you love. Um, that's 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 a that's a beautiful point. That's um that's valuable. But see for for me and we did I always had a teacher do a demo lesson. We always did the interview during the school day when school was in session. But prior to that, that interview, and particularly when I became seasoned as a leader as opposed to when I was green in the beginning, um, that interview told me a lot. So I'm 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 looking at so many things. Folks that watch my interview videos know that, um, you know, the first thing I talk about is just your presence, your appearance. What is, what does it look like? You know, when you're sitting there looking at me, how do you, how do you look? You know what your, your presence is communicating what beyond your words. So, so I'm watching that, but as I, as I became seasoned, and I'm interviewing a teacher, and, and, and the resume is good, the portfolio is good, the demo lesson is good, 
there was another piece that I looked at that was probably just as important as, as, as the proficiency of the candidate, and that was the fit. So you you could be you could be phenomenal as a as a math teacher, as a science teacher, whatever the case may be, but you're not a good fit for this school. Mm. Right. So, so so now me just getting to know you in a conversation, there's certain qualities, certain characteristics that 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 are emerging that may work somewhere in a, in another school. But me as the principal, knowing my staff, being able to sense there's going to be a conflict in personality with other staff members in the classroom, you're going to be great. You're going to be a superstar, but you're not, you're not going to be confined to a classroom. You're part of an organization. So when I looked at it on a macro scale and said, you're part of an organization and will this person's personality fit with the existing culture of the school? Now, now, if I know that there's there's toxicity amongst the culture, then that's a whole different discussion because then I need people who are going to come in here and be able to overcome or, or participate in overcoming some of that which we're trying to rectify. Right. But but I'm I'm talking about a culture that's good, that's this productive, and now I'm sensing some real for example, some real arrogance from you. Right. I'm I'm, I'm sensing something real toxic from you, and and and, and I don't think that is going to fit with the with, with this culture that we spent the, the last three years building, molding, shaping into what it is now, and then I bring you in, which may <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, which may which may take it back to where it was. So that fit, not just the fit in the classroom, but that fit with staff, mm-hmm. that's critical as well. You know, so then when we started interviewing, you know, it's just just time went on and I, I grew and we started interviewing with a team as opposed to just me and my assistant principal. Now I got others that we can kind of talk about that. And, you know, what do you think? What do you think? And, 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 and or even me just asking the question, do you think this person would fit with our staff? Are they compatible? Is, is, are they, are they, their qualities compatible with our staff? And now we can have that conversation. Right. So that's 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 something I'm looking for. And then up in the classroom with the demo lesson, whether it be what I ask them to teach or or, or, or something that they love, as you said, I want to see how they interact with these kids. I mean, yes, I'm looking at the pedagogy, but I, but I, but I want to also see the interaction. I, I want to see if, are, are the students are they vibing? With you? Do they do they feel that you're somebody? that they would want to learn from, even though it's somewhat of an artificial situation because I'm in there, you know, in terms of observing someone that they don't know. Uh, it's not artificial for me to be in there in the normal circumstance with this candidate. So, but I still want to see what that looks like. If, if, if it's all about you, like, like, like I always say, either the teacher is the star of the show or the students are the, are the, are the stars of the show. And if the teacher's the star, then the students are just co-stars and extras. So I want to make sure. So I, I want to make sure that it's the students' names on the marquee. So even in that that that, that student-centered learning, I mean that 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 um demo lesson, I still want to see that student-centered learning environment where the students ultimately are the stars, and they're the ones that are going to get the Oscar, not you, the teacher. So I'm looking at all that kind of stuff when um when when when, when I'm evaluating. A um, or assessing a candidate, and then in, in terms of the questions, you know, I, I want to know if you love kids. 
you know, that's 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 crucial because you may you may love math, but may not be so passionate about children, right? right. You just you you just you you just love content. So you right. want to you want to you want to teach content. So I want to gauge all that. Like 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 what what is your what is your background with working with children? Tell me tell, tell you know tell me who you are. Right. Do you love children? Do you do you, do you like seeing children grow? Do you, do, you, do you see yourself as 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 as, as an advantage? Um, for young people to grow, are, are your students at an advantage because you are because you would be their teacher? Is there something advantageous about you being in that class, right? And then we, right. you know, obviously, we can go on and on. I think the last thing that I really want to know from them is what is your why as it relates to the profession. Stop right teaching? there. What is, what is what is your purpose? Right. Stop right there. That's going. That's a good segue into what we're going to talk about next. Which is, but okay. I, but I gotta go back though because you hit us with some nuggets. You just, you know, you get on here, Principal Cafella, and you just start talking, and people like missing stuff. So my job <laughs> in this in, in this podcast situation is to go back and go, hey, did y'all catch that? Number one, <laughs> he said that your demo lesson when we go back to school, anybody you interviewing face to face has to be in front of kids. So we normally do. And I'm just, I'm just speaking. I tell on myself, you know, I don't even want my kids in front of too many folks. So what I had done is I have them to interview, just do a demo lesson in front of my interview panel. But principal Cafele said, now nah, I'll take them in there with the kids. So, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, we, we, no, we don't do class. Right, but that's I wanted to make that that deviation make people understand yeah. that that's different than what we've been doing. If you've been doing like I've been doing, number yeah. two, and I, you know, I almost, you know, I can shout right now. He said, you know, you're arrogant. You got everything going. Your portfolio popping. Your demo teach popping. But you ain't a fit for my campus. Let me just pause right there. In my youth, I was I hired. For, I was an academic, I was an achievement chaser and not necessarily a culture chaser. Let me, let me explain what that means. So I was looking for someone who would, you know, I don't care if you got along with nobody on campus, as long as you got me them numbers. They killed mm-hmm. my campus. Mm-hmm. So I just want to put that out there, administrators. It's great that they can teach they butt off, but if they are culture killer everybody else around them is going to drown and that number means nothing if that one person succeeded and everybody else couldn't grow in that experience so i'm just sharing my life from what happened to me so i (laughs) um man and then he said who is the star wait a minute you're looking for in that demo lesson who is who is a star in that classroom the students should be on the marquee not the teacher so they doing all this dancing, popping around, and they breaking that thing down, but the kids just sitting there because you hadn't got them involved, engaged in the learning. They're not having meaning, meaningful academic discourse. They're not enjoying the person that's in front of them. Then the kids are not on center stage. It's just that teacher. So, I, I man, great nuggets. But I had to break it down because, see, they hear you, Principal Cafele, but I had to break it down for us principals. Yeah. You know, we kind of hard at it. We'd be like, yeah, I hear you. I kind of <laughs> do that. You know, I'm telling you what we do. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I do that already. You know, yeah, that's what right. we do. So I just wanted to, <laughs> to make it plain for the principals. So the next thing is you ask them, do they know their why? And so I want to dive into in this moment that we're in right now, it's so important to know your why right now, because you could just stay in the bed all day and don't do nothing. (laughs) I'm just being honest. 
You could stay in the bed all day. You could not push and motivate your staff at this time because you could have that. Um, what I heard one principal say, like, I'm not going to be doing all this this touchy-feely stuff. They're already getting the prize by staying at home. They don't even have to come to work. Say what? Record scratch. So knowing your why, because the way you lead right now is going to dictate who's going to come back into your building. Mm. Yeah. All right. So talk about your why, Principal Cafele. Yeah, that you know that that why is critical in the in the age of a global pandemic. That why for many could be shifting. In mm. fact, that that why could be becoming confusing. I've had folks say to me that in 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 this age, they'll say, "I, I this is not what I signed up for," mm. and I don't I don't I don't I don't know what to do. Like like I've had AP say to me, "I'm not doing anything." Because I don't know what to do, and no one's asked me to do anything, right? So, so we don't know how long this is going to last, how long this is going to be our reality. So, the why you had just a month ago, two months ago, may may may, may need some some molding, some shaping, some tweaking, because this is this is a different animal now. So, so I'm saying to staff in this age, you got to find some quiet time, and you gotta you gotta reconnect with yourself. And never lose sight of the reason you got into this business in the first place, despite the fact that you're you're, you're doing it differently right now. You know, those who are doing Zoom presentations, go Google Meet, and other 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 platforms that enable you to see your students. It's it's, it's a different animal because you can't engage in the same way. You know, you got a you got a bunch of young people on a screen, so that so that human connection mm-hmm. uh, in a classroom is is different. So now you gotta look at you gotta go back to you now. So so why am I doing this? What is my reason, and what am I trying to get out of it? Right, as opposed to being frustrated. Right, just gotta got gotta roll with it. Like like for me initially, just watching all that business being canceled. You know, for for a minute, I, I was I was heated, but I'm good now. You know, I I had I had to look within myself and say, okay, you go, you gonna have to move differently, and you got to spend more time on this computer, etc. And um, I'm I'm literally fine. I'm rolling. But you hear what you, you know, just so. said, Principal Cafele. You you said I was I was kind of struggling. That's called capacity yeah. building. That's called it that yeah. the growth mindset. That wait a minute, That's I'm in right. a situation. This thing is new. I gotta figure it out. I gotta do something different in my environment because this is the place where I want to stay. But I gotta grow yeah. in that space. So yeah, that's it. That's it. So now you know the. You know, we getting it. You know, I don't. I don't love speaking on a computer for three, four hours, but but you know, it's uh, it is what it is, and uh, that'll enable me to continue to do this work, and quite frankly, to continue to pay the bills. So, it's, it's, <laughs> hey, scared yeah, money don't make no money. There you go. There you go. So it's just it's just adapting, and and therefore had had to tweak the why a little bit, right? But had to spend that quiet time. But when you on a twenty four hour stay at home, you have quiet time. Um, it's just a matter of how you utilize that time to to just go deep into yourself and 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 rediscover who that is inside of you. You know. So that's how I'm doing. Um, you brought up another point because, again, I told you, our principal Cafele just be giving nuggets and he don't even know they nuggets. He said his, the APs <laughs> have called and said, you know, they ain't doing nothing. 
principles, pause, yeah, yeah. right here, principles. This is where you pull out your paper and go ahead and write. They don't have to worry about lunchroom duty, discipline. Now, you got a couple of little, you know, Google Hangout, Google things you got to tweak with your students because sometimes they get loose. I'm at a middle school, so, you know, middle school kids know how to crack the code for anything. Um, but they don't have to really worry about discipline. So right now, principals, write down your AP's name, your instructional coordinator, your dean, whoever you got, write two things that they need to grow on in their instructional practice. And then while we're sitting there, make the commitment to utilize this time to do that. Get them into the work. So uh, I, there it I, is. There I, it is. But you see how you said that principal Philip, you didn't say that where principal was going to be like, Oh, they were like, Oh, he just said, I got to, I got to make sure I break it down for him. Yeah, they be, That's right. Yes. They miss it. So, um, last part of that, that, that why, when I spoke with you at, I spoke with to you at the beginning of the year, um, I kind of created a checklist based off our conversation. You said, in order to know if your school was better because you lead it, you had to answer two really essential questions. Number one, were you involved with instruction today? Mm-hmm. And number two, were you involved with creating the staff and student culture that you wanted your building to be or your school to be? Those were basically the two litmus test questions that you had for, to For me personally. Right. So I yeah. took those and every day I would do a little checklist, even with my team. What do we do to improve student achievement today or instructional knowledge of teachers? Did we do something? We wrote down everything we did. Oh, man, we didn't do anything to do that. If I was off campus at meetings, I didn't affect anything with student achievement. I didn't win the day in that area. Is it a bad thing? No. But I was gone all day. Was I involved with the students and staff today? No, because I was at a meeting. But it made me more intentional when I was back on campus to have those conversations um, with teachers and students and be amongst the work. So now that we're in this virtual space, to be honest, it still applies. So how are you doing that? Absolutely. So you think about the, um, let's look at the principal for a minute. I'm, I'm saying here, here the principal, but prior to the virus, was in the building mm-hmm. and, 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 and leading however that person leads. And then all of a sudden, you're not in the building anymore, except for when you go there for whatever the reason is, whether it be helping to provide breakfast and lunch and that type of thing. But now, all of a sudden, the main office of the school is your home. The principal's home is the school's main office. Mm-hmm. And that's where all the leadership is emanating out of the home of that principal. So now, leading looks differently. So, so when, before when I when I said is my school a better school because I lead it, and I and I looked at those two variables, instructional leadership and student engagement. Well, now it looks different now. So now I'm saying to the principal, being that everything comes from out of your home. How are you now utilizing that space? Is it still under the umbrella of the same question? Is my school a better school because I lead it? So I've, I've said to many principals over the past several weeks now that you may have had a staff meeting, for example, once a month, uh, twice a month, whatever, whatever you you guys negotiated with your union, <laughs> if, if you have a union, Not you. So yeah, oh okay. So you so you so you have your 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 meetings however often you can have them. But 
I haven't met yet, you know, maybe I'll meet that teacher one day, but I haven't met yet that teacher that's excited about sitting in a staff meeting, yeah. right? Uh, they, they're ready to get up out of there at the end of the day, unless there's something hot that's going to be discussed and everybody wants to be there just for the gossip, right? So so here I'm saying, but you know something, Principal? You're, you're, you're at home, and that's where the main office is. Your teachers are engaging students, those that have internet access and Wi-Fi, your teachers are engaging students however they're doing it. The question I have for you, principal, is what do you know about that instruction? Like, like in other words, what do you know about what that teacher did that given day? And let's say you got 100 teachers on staff or more. What do you know about what just happened today between, between 9 and 3? And if that teacher doesn't know, then you have no connection to that school in real time. Right. So I'm saying, therefore, a principal during this COVID-19, you need to have some kind of mini staff meeting via Zoom or whatever, five days a week, because there there are things happening. There are things happening with students and there are things happening with staff. You got staff who are having their own emotional challenges. Uh, they're having their own uh, issues with, with folks that are close to them who, who, who may have contracted the virus. You, you, I mean, you just got so much going on with so many people. And if you're not having conversations with these folks, because I don't want to burden the principal with one-on-one conversation with all that. That's a, that, that would be asking a lot. Right. But at least be able to sit behind your computer and look at your staff and have a conversation and get feedback from them on whatever attendance, um, lack of engagement, um, difficulty. I mean, you know, the, the list is endless. But if you don't have that and you do it every other day or every few days, then those days you're not on, you're not connected to that school. You don't know what's happening. You don't, you don't know what's going on. You, all you can do is hope that it's going the way that, 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 you, that, you, that you perceive that it would go from the last time you had interaction with your staff. So if I was a principal every day, at the end of the day, we 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 gonna we gonna be on we gonna be on Zoom. You know, I'm not trying to overwhelm them. I just want to have it, it. It could be quick. Could be five minutes, ten minutes. Let, just a check in. And plus, I I couldn't imagine that there would ever be a day that I don't have something to say. Now I could easily put it in a bulletin and type it out and, and send it to an email, but I can't. I can't guarantee they're gonna read that. But see, what if I'm if I'm on and assuming their volume is up, right. I just got something I want to say. And, and it might be what I want to say is just motivation. I just might want to get on there and fire them up every day. That's all. I may have nothing constructive. Just, just, just want to get on there and, 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 and administrative. I just may want to get on there and just fire up my staff. Give me five minutes. Let me get them something new, something fresh every day. Bam, we're done. I just want to have that connection. Right. And I totally agree. I didn't even think about it. Like, cause you know, we do, um, we probably, we do a weekly virtual check-in, um, a week, but, um, we have other ways. We have a group me, which is, I'm gonna have to burn it at the end of this year. Cause we've, we've done, we've been so unadult like, um, because it's a safe space for our staff to come in and say whatever is on your heart and mind. Um, mm. but I like that even, like you said, it doesn't have to be an hour long. And even if you just had, here is end of the day, recap open hour It's for 30 minutes. I'm just going be on the zoom if you got anything on your heart pop in and talk to me or you know yeah. whatever I mean but just that connectedness piece um because like I some staff members you think man you know they always on here you know because like I said
said, we have a group me. They're always, you know, on the group me and saying things, but those people just really want to be connected to something. And a lot of those same people are people that don't have kids at home, don't have spouses. And so they're alone. And so utilizing that time to really make sure, check the mental space, but then also, hey, somebody pop in and shout out what happened well in math today, because they are teaching full lessons um, in some of these Zoom meetings and Zoom classrooms. And so just making sure, but also you made me think of just popping into one of those Zoom classrooms and just being a, a fly on the wall as an yeah, administrator, yeah. I think will be, um, and not, not freak the people out. I don't want you to be all, this ain't the time to get punitive. This is the time to give that, right. that a feedback that's kind, helpful, and specific. Don't be stressing people out, um, talking about you know, on the T-test rubric or whatever, Bainbrick, whatever rubric. This, this is not the time for that. This is just the time right. to be a fly on the wall and be a support to your people. Um, oh, my goodness. I, I, you just you, every time you, you give me these nuggets and I, I, I start writing because I was like five days a week. How can I make that happen? But I can because I can do like a little 20, 20, 30 minute check in. And we all can um, as because you, 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 you know something I, I've heard um, just I guess I've read some stuff on uh, tweets on Twitter. There, there, there's some and I don't know what the percentage is, but there's some out there with this perception that the, the teachers are doing all the work and making the least money. And the administrators are home making the salaries they make and doing it, doing nothing. Uh, right. So I, I don't, no, no, that ain't I don't know how widespread I don't know how widespread that, that notion is, but I know I've read it on Twitter. So I would want to connect with them just to know that no, no, we 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 all working. <laughs> yeah, that that's insane. First of all, for whoever posts, I don't know what everybody's principal life is like. I can't speak on it. The only week that I did not average over 50 hours of work was the wow. the Easter break because we had Friday and Monday off in our school district. And even though I worked on those days, I was just like, I'm just laying in the bed working. But every week I'm averaging about 60 hours a week. And the funny wow. thing is because I'm on, I do parent zoom meetings with my parents. I do, you, you know, student zoom meetings. I'm trying to get them involved and I'm learning how to do TikTok and dance with these knees. <laughs> and, you know, um, then we're on, you know, call with the superintendent. I'm on call with the other principal groups. Um, I we're in arts. All, all that stuff still happens. So like, I hope and I pray that there is no, administrator like sitting at home watching just Netflix and chilling because and on top of all that work I still got budget yeah. budget due for next year I got campus improvement plan and needs assessments due I got staffing to do I have you know an updated bail schedule that's going to hopefully help curtail some of the discipline issues we had this year I got a lot of stuff to work on so there should be no downtime and so I hope that that's just a very overarching assumption and not yeah. true because I know my principal friends, we tired as hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, see, see. One of one of the things that I I discovered in my principalship was there there was a lot of teachers that there really didn't until I began to open up and tell them they they didn't know what the work of the principal was. So they didn't they didn't know how how demanding, how overwhelming, how how challenging it could be. Because, as, you know, a lot of us who have good principals are going to keep a lot of that stuff off of teachers. Right. Right. So 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 they didn't know they didn't they, they didn't know the, the, the volume of hours, uh, particularly of, of after school hours in the building, away from the building, at home, weekends. They didn't know. 
so so until I told them, they're like, wow, you you doing eighty hours? Yeah, eighty hours, right? Double, <laughs> right? You know, and so you know, and then they gained a, a better appreciation for what goes on behind the scenes. So they, I know that there are folks out there they really don't understand, right? Um, just just how how challenging the role of the principal is. And always distinguish the role of the principal from the role of the assistant principal because the buck stops with the principal. The assistant principal can make a make make a bad decision, and the and the principal has to wear it. Right. You know, so it's uh, you know, it's 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 just a demanding position. It's not. Some, someone wrote me an email yesterday, right. and said, "How do I know if I'm ready for the principalship?" I said, "Sir, I cannot answer that question for you." That's not yes, what it's only you will know. I have never met you. I don't know you. Only only you will know. And and, and once you feel you know, get ready for a life changing um, event if hired for the position. I tell people one of the signs to me, I knew I, someone told me and now I tell others, let me say that, you know that you're ready for the principalship when you're OK with being blamed for everything. And yeah. still having a, a mindset of I love everybody. There you go. There <laughs> you go. You can't have no <laughs> animosity. You can't have no you can't have you cannot take you got gotta be able to take it on the chin because it's gonna be so much that you go through. You gotta have a thick skin a, a thick skin, but then also be able to bounce back. And if people feel like they made a mistake and you holding grudges in this principalship, it's short lived for you. Um, yes. You've got to be able to cultivate the people. So when we yes, come right. back from break, we're going to do Thank God a Teacher Raised Me. We're going to do just a quick recap of like, say, say y'all get on y'all, get on y'all job. Principal Cafele didn't blessed us. And we're just going to do a quick recap. And then we're going to get out of here because when he comes on the show, we don't have to stay long because he blessed us and then we out. So when we come <laughs> back from break, <laughs> we're going to do uh, Thank God a Teacher Raised Me. See you guys in a bit. We're back from break. Uh, Principal Cafele and I were talking offline and having a good time. Um, but I just want to say, if you're an assistant principal, principal, teacher, whatever, and you're looking to make that next move, stay ready. You never know what's going to come out of this um, this time, this COVID-19, this, uh, this virtual school. You never know what's going to come out of this. Stay ready. Grow yourself. And so um, at this time, we're going to do Thank God a Teacher Raised Me. Principal Cafele, who you? who has blessed you and motivated you to be the, the phenomenal man that you are, um, who can, who you want to shout out? Yeah, I, I guess, um, you know, I'm thinking about one of my professors back at, uh, Kane university here in Jersey. Um, as a, as a teacher, I had to have a voice as a principal. I had to have a voice. And as a speaker, obviously I have to have a voice. And I took this public speaking course and I, I, I really didn't know what I had. And um, a professor by the name of Donald, Dr. Uh, Donald Lumpston, um, had to give a two-minute presentation. I really didn't want to give it. There's only 15 students in the class, um, undergrad school. And I gave it, and he just made a big deal about this speech I gave. Um, he said to me that I did a lot of things that I had not been taught, um, such as my voice inflection, my usage of my space, my hand gestures, just a lot of things. And he said to me, you're a speaker. And that is in part what propelled me to go on and do the work that I've done over the past 34 years. He was significant in my life. 
Awesome. So, and, and, and just know, like, you shout out a college professor. Is anybody in the work inspiring you to be amazing at who you are, ma- amazing at our craft? Because this is an art form education. This ain't something that happens by happenstance. Um, and I, t- I tell people all the time, you just don't walk into this. This ain't no job that you can do with just a couple of steps. And so as we close out, um, I want to first talk about, just kind of do a recap. Number one, Principal Cafele said, remember your your why. Like that is the essential thing. Why you do this work in this time is so important. Check in on your people um, as, as much as possible, multiple times a week. And he said for staff, but I also find out ways on how to check in on your your students and your families as well. I know this week is my week to call like my five percenters. And everybody's like, what's your five percenters? Those are the <laughs> students that make up five percent of the discipline um, of referrals on our campus. But just think, if they were cutting up at school what they doing at home I just want to talk to them and love on them because they were really some of my some of my favorite kiddos because they had me laughing and in stitches every day. So check on your babies, check on your student count. You know, break it up into subgroups. Divvy, you got your APs. Let them get on that that culture piece with you. Uh, you know, spread the wealth. Um, last, uh, when you're doing your interviews, Principal Cafele said, you know, really think about if that person is a right fit for your campus, not just academically, but how are they going to mess with some of your rock star teachers? Are they going to help grow some of your teachers that, eh, they okay, but they need some extra support around them? Principal Cafele, what else you want to share before we get out of here? Just um, make sure that you, you take care of yourself mm. along the way. That self-care is critical. So, you know, I'm always, you know, I'm always on Facebook talking about the, the physical but um, make sure that you, you you're paying attention to the emotional, the the mental, the, the, the psychological, the spiritual, all those all, all those various different components of the person, because this um this can this can impact all of us, right? So your your emotional health, your physical health, your mental health, your spiritual health, your your psychological health. Um, self care is important, so make sure that you are taking time for you. You know, it's it's as important as your students are. Your family's important as well, and you're important. So just make sure you maintain a balance. Principal Cafele, they can find you on Instagram, no, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Yeah, Twitter at Principal Cafele, one word, K-A-F, as in Frank, E-L-E. Principal Cafele, two words, and then YouTube, I've got various different channels. So just put in Principal Cafele, and you'll see the various channels. i got about nine channels. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah, so i got about over 500, about, about 600 videos on YouTube. Awesome. So there is, and when does the, the is the AP book already out or were there just pre-orders? May the 11th, but it's right now ranked number one on Amazon Education Administration. So a lot of, yes. a lot of people have been pre-ordering. Oh. Yeah, number one. Yeah, number one. Congratulations. So, uh, appreciate it. Number one um, selling book and number one new release. So uh, Amazon.com, you can get it. Don't put Principal Cafele in. Put my first name, Baruti Cafele, B-A-R-U-T-I, B-A-R-U-T-I. And um, you can pre-order right now. And then all my other books are there as well. Or you can go to ASCD, my publisher, .org, and order there. Or you can go to my website, Principal Cafele, 
dot com, and that'll link you to Amazon and ASCD. You can go to Barnes and Noble as well. You can go anywhere. Book education books are sold. And just know that this man is so smart. Like he is not gonna bog you down with no two, three hundred page book or more. Nah, he give you them nah. snippets in really less than a hundred pages. So, yeah. um, like just know that these nuggets that he put in these books and like if if I have listeners that don't know who Principal Cafele is I hope now that you tune in go find all those YouTube videos it was a blessing having you on the show thank you so much I look Blessed forward I look forward to connecting with you um, many times more and so just stay safe and keep blessing us with you know everything that you are see you soon appreciate you principal all right thank you Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Unapologetically Educated. I am still kind of like floating from having Principal Cafele on the show and blessing us with just some things that we are not even like thinking about, but need to think about and just giving us insight and wisdom on growing our capacity and our spaces as leaders and even future leaders. I leave you with this message for today's reflection. Be so committed to your growth that it encourages the ones around you to grow as well. Here's my favorite part, though. Be so committed to your growth that it scares away the ones that are tempted to drop you down to their level. Talk to you next week.